Good evening, church, and excited to get back into God's Word tonight. And we're going to stay right in our uh, preaching series through the book of 1 Thessalonians. Uh, the series is titled The Thriving Church, and uh, we've been through all of chapter 1 so far, most of chapter 2. And so grab your Bible and turn to 1 Thessalonians tonight, if you would, to chapter 2, and we'll be looking at verses 13 through 16. As you're turning there, uh, I do want to say thank you to our pastor for his leadership, uh, to the staff, and to our church uh, during this time. As many of you know, this is unprecedented. And so in his nearly 40 years of ministry, he hasn't had to navigate a church uh, through something like this. And, and, and so I'm, I'm thankful uh, that he has led with balance and with clarity and been biblical in his approach to this. And, and certainly I'm thankful for his message this morning. It challenged me and helped me. And I know you could probably say the same tonight. The title of the message this evening is this, Paying the Price of Obedience. Paying the Price of Obedience. I want you to follow along as we read 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13 through 16. For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God which you had heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God which effectually worketh also in you that believe. For ye, brethren, became followers of the churches of God, which in Judea are in Christ Jesus. For ye also have suffered like things of your own countrymen, even as they have of the Jews, who both killed the Lord Jesus and their own prophets, and have persecuted us, and they please not God, and are contrary to all men, forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles that they might be saved, to fill up their sins always, for the wrath has come upon them to the uttermost. There are multiple points in every Christian's life when their fleshly desires conflict with God's desires. When there's a struggle, a very real struggle, between what we want and what God wants. <clears throat> and sometimes to intensify the struggle, our obedience to God's desires require us to pay a price as opposed to following the easy and, and, and sometimes instantly gratifying path of our flesh. Let me ask you a question. When that happens, and it does regularly, do you find yourself willing to obey God even at a great price? When God gives you an opportunity to witness, for instance, to enter into a gospel conversation or simply invite someone to church, your flesh may desire to protect your image, to not risk embarrassment or awkwardness or rejection, but God clearly desires that you boldly witness and take that opportunity to share the gospel. You know there's a possible price to pay if you obey. Are you willing to pay that price? When another church member or family member or coworker says something or does something that, that feels like a personal attack or a slight towards you, your flesh may feel the desire to vindicate itself by lashing back and giving the silent treatment or the cold shoulder or even slandering them behind their back. But God desires that you respond with grace, that you cover their offense with love, that you pray for them. You know there's a price to pay if you forgive it on the inside that kills you. But are you willing to pay that price? When you get your paycheck this week and 
and you know you ought to give God his 10% and, and even on top of that, fulfill that commitment you made last April to give to worldwide missions, but your financial margin right now is slowly disappearing and there's a pile of bills sitting on your counter. Your flesh is, is going to desire to put your kingdom first, not God's. But God's desire is that you seek his kingdom first and trust him to take good care of you. You know there's a price to pay if you obey. Are you willing to pay that price? Parents, when your child wants to watch a particular movie or listen to a particular song or hang out with a particular friend that in your heart you know is not good for them, if you say yes, then you won't have to fight with your child about it. But if you say no, then you know there's potential of World War III starting. Your flesh desires for you to say yes in order to simply escape the reaction from your disappointed child. But God desires that you protect the heart and mind of your child more than you protect your own peace or their happiness. You know there's a, a price to pay if you obey. Are you normally willing to pay that price? The Apostle Paul is going to teach us that there's a way to know. There's a way to be certain that you'd be willing to pay the price of obedience. There's a way to know that, that when your desire conflicts with God's word, you'll obey God's word, even to the extent that it invites tension and your obedience brings difficulty or even distress into your life. And here's how you know, according to our text, that you'd be willing to pay that price when you receive God's word as the ultimate sole authority in your life. When you welcome it, not as an accessory to your life, but as the sole authority for your life, that's when you'll be willing to pay a great price for it. And this is what made the Apostle Paul write to the Thessalonian church with such a spirit of thankfulness. In fact, we read where he thanked God that this young church, though um, he only got to be in their presence for a few weeks, they received the Word of God as their sole authority. And that was evidenced by their willingness to obey it at a great price. I want you to look at verse 13 in your Bible again. Chapter 2 and verse 13. For this cause also thank we God without ceasing. Because when you received the word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God. Now we could go back to Acts chapter 17 and verse 2. And, and that, that kind of gives us the record of when Paul first preached in the synagogue to these Thessalonian believers. And the end of verse 2 of chapter 17 in Acts says, they reasoned with them, Paul reasoned with them for three weeks out of the Scriptures. Do you see that? Out of the Scriptures. Paul's authority was the Word of God. And I feel like I need to say this, that, that, that the preacher's authority today is the very same thing. It's this book. Those who stand behind this pulpit or, or teach in a class of any age in this church are to understand that we don't teach or preach merely personal opinions or preferences or stories or biases. We don't even teach the cutting edge techniques for success based on the latest self-help book. Listen, there's no divine authority in those things. They're merely the words of man. We are to preach the word of God as Paul did. It's the only book that God's full authority is behind. And here's the great thing about these Thessalonians. How Paul preached it is how they received it. Verse 13 tells us they received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God. Now this is important. They were used to hearing the words of men. Because of Thessalonica's strategic location, 
the city would have attracted many false philosophers and, and religious teachers. So they had heard, no doubt, a wide range of human wisdom and, and, and rhetoric right in their own synagogue. And if you could imagine, probably at first when they heard Paul preaching to them, they treated him and his words just the same as any other guest speaker. But as they listen longer, they begin to notice and even feel a difference. Now, I'm sure the persuasiveness and, and the boldness and the integrity that Paul preached with was obvious, but to them there was something intangibly different about his message. It wasn't just some good advice from another local rabbi. It wasn't just elo eloquent. It wasn't just um, intellectual. It had the power to it. It had an authority behind it, unlike any teaching they've heard before in their synagogue. To them, it was infinitely superior to the opinions of men that they had grown so accustomed to hearing in their city for so long. And so by the end of Paul's sermon, they concluded, this is not for men. This is divine. It's from God. This is an authoritative truth, and we must receive it. That's what verse 13 says they did. That word receive refers to an inward welcoming of the message. One Bible commentator says it was a transference of truth from mind to heart. So when they receive the word, they let it get into them. They let it make residence in their heart. They believed it and they submitted to it. And as they did, the end of verse 13 says, the word of God began to effectually or productively work in them because that's what the word of God does when you receive it as divine truth and you submit to it as your sole authority. It does a work on the inside of you unlike anything else can do. Jesus confirms that in John chapter 17 and verse number 17 where he says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Now we all know that the word of God saves us, but as we receive it and submit to it like the Thessalonian believers did, it also sanctifies us, <clears throat> it changes us, it molds us, it purifies us, it matures us. And that's what was happening in the lives of these Thessalonian believers. Follow this. When they received the word of God as truth, as the authority in their life, not from men, but from God, it began to work deeply in them. But how was that evidence? How did the word of God that was working in them work out of them. Well, verse 14, as we march our way through the text, tells us that the evidence of their reception of the Word of God as the sole authority for their life was the fact that they were willing to pay a great price to obey it. Just like many of the other churches of God in Judea. Look at verse 14 with me. For ye, brethren, became followers of the churches of God, which in Judea are in Christ Jesus. For ye also have suffered like things of your own countrymen, even as they have of the Jews. So these Thessalonian believers, after they believed and received the word, were willing to endure suffering and persecution to obey it, just like the churches before them had. But it wasn't just the churches of Judea that they were imitating. Verse 15 says it was also Jesus. It was the prophets. It was Paul himself that they were imitating in their willingness to pay a great price for obeying the word of God. Look at verse 15 who both killed the Lord Jesus and their own prophets and have persecuted us and they please not God and are contrary to all men. So these Thessalonians were so submitted, now get this, to the authority of God's word in their life 
that just like Jesus was beaten and crucified on a cross, they were willing to pay the same price. Like the prophets of old were mocked and, 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 and they were tortured for their faith, they were willing to pay the same price. Like Paul was in prison and beaten with rods and stoned and ran out of town, they were willing to pay the same price. Listen, the fear of persecution from their local authorities didn't cause them to give up. The fear of being mocked and intimidated by the religious leaders of their city didn't cause them to give up. And this is, is, is really admirable that the fear of being rejected by their own families because they turned their back on the false gods they were raised to worship, that didn't even cause them to give up. How is that kind of obedience possible? It can only be attributed to how they receive God's word in verse 13. Not as the word of men, but as it is in truth the word of God. They received it not as an accessory to their life, not as just a, a cute add-on, but as the sole authority for their life. And as the word of God began to effectually work in their hearts, it produced in them this unwavering willingness, this steadfast willingness to obey it no matter the cost, putting them in the company of Jesus himself. And that's the truth for us tonight. When we receive God's word as the authority for our life, it will begin to work in us this steadfast willingness to obey even at a great price. The text at this point brings me to its key truth. I'll say it this way. The price you're willing to pay reveals the authority you obey. When you have an opportunity to be a gospel witness by entering into a gospel conversation with a family member or simply inviting a co-worker to church, you can either obey the authority of comfort which tells you to not say anything that might cause awkwardness or risk embarrassment. Or you can obey the authority of God's Word, which says that when you're saved, you are the salt of the earth. And you are the light of the world. The price you're willing to pay reveals the authority you obey. Upon being offended by somebody you're close to because of something they've said or something they've done, you can either obey the authority of your flesh that, that says to get even and says to make them feel a little bit of the way they made you feel, or you can obey the authority of God's word which says be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. The price you're willing to pay reveals the authority you obey. When you're torn between hoarding your money and, and spending it or even saving it on yourself and, 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 or, or putting God's kingdom first, you can either obey the authority of greed that says your financial security right now is more important than the work of God, or you can obey the authority of God's word which says bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. The price you're willing to obey reveals the authority you obey. Parents, when you face a difficult choice between Saying yes to your child or saying no for your child can either obey the authority of happiness, which says it's better to say yes and avoid your teenager's wrath, or you can obey the authority of God's word, which says that our main priority as parents is to bring up our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Because the price you're willing to pay reveals the authority you obey. For the Thessalonian believers, it came down to obeying the authority of freedom or the authority of God's word. And Paul was thankful upon Timothy's report that they chose to obey the authority of God's word even though they lost some of their freedom to do so. And I have to echo the thankfulness 
of Paul to his people. Because I too, and I mean this, I am thankful to God for so many in the fellowship family who exhibit this kind of obedience to the authority of God's word and seem to be so willing to obey the price for it. I'm thankful that many of you choose to witness when it's uncomfortable. I'm thankful that many of you have chosen to forgive when it's not fair. I'm thankful that many of you choose to give when times are tough. I'm I'm thankful that many of you choose to parent biblically even when it's unpopular. And that's because you consistently receive God's word as the sole authority for your life. And I want to thank you for that. I want you to know that God will honor that kind of obedience. I want you to know that God is keeping score and he's not unrighteous to forget your work of love and and, and your labor of love and your obedience to him. In fact, Paul speaks to that as he closes this section of the letter. So to ensure these Thessalonians that they were making the right choice and they were paying the right price and they were on the right side, he gives us verse number 16 to talk about those who were persecuting this young church. And he says that they, that they were not acting on God's behalf. They were actually storing up God's wrath for a future time when God would act in, vision, in, in vengeance. They would eventually pay the price. Look at verse 16. Forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles that they might be saved, to fill up their sins always, for the wrath is come upon them to the uttermost. Paul's encouraging these Thessalonians by telling them that there will come a day when God will have the final say. And he wanted this young church to know that they were on the right side, the winning side. They they might pay a price now for their obedience to God's word, but Paul was making the point it's much better to, to, to pay the price for obedience now than the price their enemies would pay later. Of course, we we can't really relate to being physically persecuted for our faith like these Thessalonians were. But I think there's a principle to grab from here as we close tonight. It means that if you're paying a price for your obedience to God's word like the Thessalonians were, whether that be witnessing, handling offenses, putting God first with your finances, parenting, or any other area of your life, if you're paying a price for your obedience tonight, let me assure you that you're paying the right price. Let me assure you, you are on the right side. Hear me, I would, I would much rather pay the temporary price of awkwardness for sharing my faith than have to pay the price of my family member dying without Christ and their blood being on my hands. I would much rather pay the price right now for taking the high road and forgiving an offense, even though it's unfair to do so, than having to pay a much greater price later of losing a God-ordained relationship altogether because of my pride. I would much rather pay the temporary price of putting God first with my money, even if that involves having to reorder the way I spend and, and budget, than to have to pay the price of blocking the blessings of God in my life because I've robbed Him. I would much rather pay the price of saying no to my child and making him temporarily unhappy than to have to pay the price of saying yes later as he becomes an entitled, selfish, and and maybe a carnal adult that has no heart for God at all. Church, if you're getting discouraged because it seems like obedience to God's word always comes at a price, 
And if you're honest, you're tempted right now to just start obeying your flesh and start taking the easy road and start taking the path of least resistance. I want you to remind yourself that it's much better to pay a price now for doing right than to pay the price later for doing wrong. Because at the end of the day, those who receive God's word as the sole authority for their life and obey it at a great price will be the ultimate winners. As I close, I I know this text is primarily a text of thanksgiving and reassurance to those who are obeying God's word. But, But as I close, I can't help but see the stinging indictment it is to those who are stooped in the comfort driven Christianity of today. Talking about those who make God's word merely an accessory to their life and not the sole authority for their life. You can't cherry pick God's word and then expect his blessings in your life. You can't have an expectation of his favor on your home and your family when you only obey the parts of God's word that you like and disobey the parts of God's word that don't fit in with your life. If you're struggling tonight to submit to God's authority in any area of your life, let me say this to you, that the price of obeying the authority of God's word is much less than the price of disobeying it. And you would do well to receive God's word as the Thessalonians did tonight, as it is in truth, the word of God. So let me ask you the question I started with. Are you willing to pay the price for obeying God's word? That all depends on how you receive it. Because the price you're willing to pay reveals the authority you obey. Let me pray with you. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you that you help us to obey your word even when it's difficult. And Lord, I know that by and large, I preach to a church tonight. Though we're scattered, many have a heart of obedience to your word. Many of it heard it even tonight through their device. They heard it as the authority of God and not as the words of men. And Lord, for that I'm thankful. Thankful to preach and pastor a church that loves your word. They don't cherry pick it. They don't treat it as a mere accessory to their life. But Lord, it's demonstrated in their willingness to obey you, even at a great price. And I'm grateful for that. Bless them for that. Reassure them that at the end of the day, they win. And then, Lord, for those in our church family or anybody who's watching tonight, and if they're honest, they aren't obedient to all of God's Word. It's not the sole authority for every area of their life. If that's the case for them, Father, I pray that Your Holy Spirit convict them and challenge them to place themselves again beneath the authority of Your Word. Thank You for the message tonight. Thank You for Pastor's message this morning. Thank you for the faithfulness of our people to tune in and listen. Bless them this week. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. We're gonna have a short announcement video here in just a moment that you'll wanna stay online for. Brother Mike's gonna give us some very, very important announcements that will give us some information for some things coming up in terms of Easter as well as a liberal love Uh, event that we're going to do. We're going to give away pizza again, so he's going to give us some details with that. 
Uh, but before I sign off tonight, um, I want to encourage you uh, not only to give tithes and offerings uh, through the online giving or through the envelope system as we're mailing those out uh, this coming week, or even contacting a staff member, but, but, but also I, I want to encourage you, if, if you're new to Fellowship Baptist Church and you're in the surrounding area or this area, I would like for you to click on the link in the comment thread and uh, fill out a connection card. It's a digital connection card, so it's a little bit different. You, you only have to fill out the information that you're comfortable filling out. Um, but this helps us in two ways. Number one, it helps us uh, to have a record of who visited our church and, and, and who watched this online. That's really important to us. And, and also, um, we have for several years now, for every connection card that's turned in in, in a given month, we pick a nonprofit organization to donate $10 for every connection card that is turned in. And so by you uh, filling out that digital connection card tonight, you're helping us help these nonprofit organizations. And the one we're giving to in April is the Grace Place Pregnancy Care Center. No doubt a worthy organization of any donations uh, that we can give them. So would you help us help them by filling out that connection card? And I know that will be a blessing to us and a blessing to them as well. Now stay tuned for this announcement video. We love you, church. Have a blessed week. Stay healthy and tune back in for the midweek service at 7 o'clock on Wednesday night. We love you.